0: Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week we're featuring an incredibly special talk from the 59th New York Film Festival with Pedro Almodovar, Penelope Cruz, and Melina Smith on Parallel Mothers, moderated by NYFF Director of Programming, Dennis Lim. In this contemporary melodrama, two women a generation apart find themselves inextricably linked by their brief time together in a maternity ward. The circumstances that brought them to the Madrid hospital are quite different one accidental, the other traumatic, and a secret hiding the truth of the bond that connects these two is a powerful story that tackles a deep trauma in Spanish history. Penelope Cruz's Janice is a uniquely complex, flawed, but ultimately alluring lead character who finds herself in a morally and emotionally treacherous situation. She's viewed in contrast with Ana, radiantly portrayed by newcomer Melina Smith. A discovery who brings a palpable innocence, pain, and longing to this interwoven portrait of woman and motherhood. These charismatic stars inhabit characters who are singular among those drawn by Almo in a career defined by striking portraits of women. Parallel Mothers opens in our theaters on December 24th, with a sneak preview the night of December 23rd. For tickets and showtimes, go to filmlink.org parallel. Let's go to the talk.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much. You cannot imagine the experience of just listening to you, watching to you from that side. Oh, I mean, I hope you can experience one time in your life so I start directing movies and being in the festival. <laughs> <laughs> now, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you to all of you. Um, I'm gonna
2: just start with a few questions. Um, First for Pedro, um, I think it's really striking in this film how there is this story about the mothers, but then there is also this very strong, very urgent um, political element um, that frames the film. Uh, And I'm wondering if you can talk about how these two came together for you in this film.
1: Yeah, um, Of course, I mean, I I needed as a writer to, to make a link uh, between the contemporary mother, um, in this case Janice, uh, and the past of Spain, because um, the kind of women of mother of maternity that I, uh, the, the mothers that I that I saw in the movie, they are very contemporary, and um, and uh, you know what in this case where I create um, the character that don't doesn't appear, but she talks about that uh, about the grandmother. She was an orphan, uh, and also a single mother, and she was raised by the grandmother. And the grandmother was 10 years old when the fascist came to to her place, to the dinner, and just pick up um, his his father. Um, So, I mean, she was raised, she was educated in that memory. And also, she received that legacy from the the, the 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 grandmother, and that was the best way to to I mean to uh, to create a link between the past and and also and the present, and also I mean it's the same link that many people in Spain feel, because I mean which is incredible is that now this is the generation of the um, great grand sons, uh, the people that are asking to open the mass, uh, the mass graves. Uh, so it was necessary. I mean, to uh, to have a generation that was born during the the the, the, the democracy of Spain, because before, you know, uh, in the families, they they no one speak about uh, about the war. I mean. It was a silence uh, that uh, that took all the forty years of the dictatorship, and it was a pathological silence because they were afraid, and you know that kind of uh, fear uh, was still the, the very last last minute when Franco dies. So, um, so for that reason, it's so urgent, just uh, yes, for for once, I mean, just yes, to open. the the mass graves. Because I mean, after this generation of great grandsons and daughters, that will be very far from, I mean, even for to make an analysis or ADN, um, but, uh, pero bueno, hablo en español, son las generaciones actuales los bisnietos los que están empeñados En que se haga justicia y se busquen los restos de sus bisabuelos.
3: En el 2013 y dos, o 2014,
1: yo fueron a España unos relatores de la ONU para investigar esta situación que es muy anómala.
3: So in 2003, 2014, there were some rapporteurs from the UN that came to Spain specifically to investigate this very anomalous situation.
1: Y, y lo que dijeron era que estaban sorprendidos de la mala relación que tenía el español con su historia, con su pasado inmediato.
3: And one of the things that they uh, remarked upon was that they were very surprised to see what a bad relationship the current-day Spaniards had with their past.
1: And is that true? Is eh, verdad, true? Es verdad, era un modo elegante de decir la mala relación, pero pero eh, de hecho eh, ahora el gobierno actual eh, ha elaborado una ley que contempla la exhumación como como una obligación del Estado y de la administración.
3: And, but the has just, uh, a law that Entonces, just itself graves.
1: Desde, a partir de ahora las cosas van a cambiar, afortunadamente.
3: So on, change,
1: en cualquier caso, siempre la derecha eh, está muy furiosa contra esta ley eh, porque dicen que esto abre viejas heridas, pero es una cuestión de humanidad. Quiero decir, los familiares lo único que quieren es tener un lugar donde poder rezar por sus... Abuelos, por sus familiares, y un lugar donde llevar flores. Es una cuestión meramente humanitaria.
3: Nonetheless, the far right is quite upset about... (laughs) Nonetheless, the far right is quite upset about these developments um, because they argue that it's going to open old wounds. Um, But really, it's not really about anything that's ideological. It's about just a very human right. Uh, that people have to be able to then bring flowers, place a place a tombstone, and bring bring flowers to the relatives and pay homage to them.
2: Thank Thank you for that, um, Penelope and Milena. I was wondering if you wanted to, you know, add add your perspectives on 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 this this chapter of of Spanish history, and and what you think um, this film, how you think this film might sort of open up a, a conversation about it.
4: I'm very happy that it's a subject that will uh, travel even more now because of what Pedro did in this film. And actually, um, I have something in common with the with the, with the character in a, in the way of which which he heard from the. Um, I mean, I was not raised my, by my grandmother, but I was very close to to her, to both of them. And and one of them lost her father that way. So when I read the script and I remember all those conversations that were not very long conversations, not not details about what happened. It was always like, no, we were having dinner and then he was gone. So I I actually had that in common with her. Um, um, It's what Pedro is saying. It's about human rights, like basic uh, rights, uh, dignity, uh, process that everyone deserves. Is it goes beyond any political debate or whatever side you are? Is asking for minimum uh, amount of dignity that any human being in this world deserves. So.
5: Yo cuando leí este guión era una de esas personas, al igual que Ana, que desconocía esta información. Por eso creo que esta película es tan importante eh, y este mensaje para todas las personas de mi generación
3: so when I read the script, I actually was one of those people, like Anna, who didn't really know much about this history. So I think it is particularly important for people of my generation to see this film.
5: Sí, um, de alguna forma eh, ten, ten, creo que tenemos muchísima desinformación um, y creo que como sociedad debe, debemos hacernos cargo de saber qué es lo que ha estado pasando en nuestro país y de todas las injusticias que se han cometido para poder crear una sociedad en un futuro mejor.
3: And so I think we live uh, in a society with a lot of disinformation, and I do think that it um, it rests upon our generation to become informed, to learn more about this, such that that we can integrate this history um, into our future.
1: And uh, And to close the history. And just yes, yes, to close the, the worst part of our history. Because now, I mean, it's still open. This is the only way just yes, to, to, yes, to, to close it.
2: Hi, I'm Clinton Crute.
4: And I'm Devika Givish. We're the editors of Film Comment.
2: The Film Comment Letter is a free weekly digital newsletter featuring original film criticism and writing by Film Comment's editors and brilliant contributors.
4: The letter delivers exclusive features, reviews, interviews, streaming picks, news, and more directly to subscribers' inboxes every Thursday before they're published on filmcomment.com the following Monday.
2: Sign up today at filmcomment.com to get the letter every week. Support independent film journalism. Support film comment. So to change subject a little bit, um, Pedro, you, sp- you spoke very beautifully uh, when you introduced the film about your relationship with Penelope over the years, working on seven films together, mm-hmm. all the way since Live Flesh. Um, I, I think I w- I'd like to hear, Penelope, your, your perspective on this working relationship that spans more than 20 years now. And I think I'd also like to hear you both talk about the idea of mothers. This is not your first film with, with mother in the title. This is not the first mother you've played. <laughs> In, in Pedro's films. I think we can think of many. So I was wondering if uh, you, you, can, you can talk a bit about this.
4: So my relationship with him, um, it's always been really special because before I met him, I would go to the area where he lived and look at the balcony <laughs> and think, someday I will find you <laughs> a little psycho. But anyway, uh, I was lucky enough that uh, after I did my two first films, I got a phone call um, and my family was telling me, no, Pedro is on the phone. I was like, yeah, right. No, but Pedro is really on the phone for you. (laughs) And that day really marked my my life because it was like a specific dream that came true. And then uh, we got together. He told me, you're too young for this movie, but I will write you another one. And, and and he was not lying, no? He's done that many times for me, <laughs> fortunately. But then we got together for Life Flesh. And from the beginning, it was a great connection, like great under, understanding. Uh, we just connected. And it's just a relationship that keeps growing, evolving. It's not somebody I work with. It's part of my family. And I, I just enjoy every second I spend with him. He's my, my master, my teacher, my friend. It's, I'm... I'm so grateful that somebody that has influenced my my life, you know, when I was a little girl, I was I wanted to be an actress mainly because of his movies, not mainly because I wanted to be able to, to maybe someday work with him, and I, I also was always thinking, why is this man not the president of our country? When I was like <laughs> ten years old, it was so much more than. A director, because his speech, no, his freedom, uh, his mind, it was not normal to see a lot of people like that. And it was such a um, breath of fresh air. And I don't know, it is uh, so important for me in every single way in my life. I, I talk like if he was not here. No, no, no I'm trying.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to, to figure out that I'm not here because I'm very sad. <laughs> it's very difficult to listen to this
2: you want to talk about mothers, either of you? Mothers.
1: Yeah, you know that always, even that uh, Penelope was always very young mm-hmm. for me. I mean, for the character that I was writing at the moment. And he was even very young when, when we started in Lifeless. But anyway, we wanted desperately to work together. And uh, since the beginning, I, I don't know why, I mean, that always I look at her like a mother. Not like a ma- my mother, but like a mother like the figure of an Spanish mother, uh, of a contemporary mother, because the, the 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 mother of the of the Spanish cinema, uh, I mean in the past, in the 60s and 70s, they used to be they used to be not desirable women. They were usually a little fat. Uh, uh, I mean they cook, they take care of the of the the children. But they were not like in the Italian cinema, women that they were, I mean, just yes, women, desirable by men. So since, uh, since the beginning, for me, uh, Penelope represented this kind of triumph of being a female that is also a mother. I mean, I was always thinking about the, the Italian majoratas like Sofia Loren and Anna Magnani. That uh, you could see then, like really very—I mean—incredible mothers with an incredible strength, but at the same time, at the same time, beautiful, very beautiful. So, uh, since since Penelope appearance in my movies, I, I can say that in the Spanish cinema uh, we can see mothers that they are also very desirable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, um, and also, I think I was very influenced about the, the memory of my own mother because uh, the things she does, uh, for example, in Volver, and uh, that is, is, a, is a force of nature. I mean, they can fight against everything. Um, this is, and without prejudices. Uh, this is the memory that I have of, of my mother and of the generation of my mother. That they were very strong. They had to fight in in one country that was very poor. That it was because they after, I mean, the post-war in, in Spain last like twenty-five years. I mean, till 1965, we still live in the post-war. So it was because it strength women that the, the 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 country el el, el, que el país pudo superar una etapa tan dura como la posguerra.
3: So it was thanks to these women that the country was able to overcome such a hard period as the post-war era was.
1: Y y para mí Penélope tiene tiene esa capacidad física y que va más allá de lo físico de de ser una madre omnipotente, o sea que puede ante cualquier problema.
3: And so for me Penélope has this sort of physical strength is omnipotence almost that she can she can fight against anything.
1: En, en esta película sí que eh, también por una cuestión de cambiar de personaje aquí le he dado una mayor complicación.
3: So in this particular film in order to sort of switch things up a bit I've given her an extra complication.
1: Porque aunque eh las madres en general tienen un gran complejo de culpa Porque se creen culpables de cualquier cosa que le pasa a los hijos, en este caso la culpabilidad de ella es mucho mayor.
3: Y era
1: muy difícil de interpretar porque todo el tiempo está ocultando algo. O sea, reacciona a lo que le dice Ana, pero dentro de sí ella está pensando otra cosa y está disimulando todo el tiempo y era muy difícil, muy difícil para una actriz como Penélope, que es muy visceral, eh, estar todo el tiempo conteniendo esa especie de culpabilidad y de vergüenza que siente. Y
3: fue un rol muy difícil de interpretar porque ella está constantemente de una manera y de otra manera, en esta con- contradiction and it was particularly difficult for Penelope because she's a very visceral actress and she had to contain so much of her feeling
1: entonces lo solucionamos a base de trabajo ensayamos mucho tiempo ensayamos muchas semanas eh, con las dos eh, toda la película porque eh, o sea, da la sensación probablemente de, de que son dos papeles escritos para ellas con, pero son dos papeles increíblemente complejos as actuar.
3: So we dealt with this complexity by rehearsing. We rehearsed a lot, um, because even though it, it seems like it, they, they t- that the roles were written for them and they do it easily, um, we actually had to work through the difficulties in the acting.
1: So is, if I'm on the audience, there is some members of the Academy. Please vote for them. <laughs> I I propose supporting, supporting actress for, for Milena. And best best actress for Penelope, and also if there are some um, critics of any of association, I mean all of them uh, they it fit as well. I mean the New York Critic Circle, the LA, I mean the, um, any, any any kind of critic uh, critic award will be very well received about these wonderful actresses. <laughs> uh we will we will get the word out
2: um Penelope, it was almost like Pedro was talking as if you were not here this time, so I'm wondering if you wanted to add anything to this you know what he was just saying about this this particular role of Janice
4: well, it's true that it was very challenging and it's true that he he didn't. He was very wise in drying our own tears. He mm-hmm. didn't want our tears you know, because it was very well written and we would get emotional rehearsing the whole time and he would let us go through that process. And even on the set, um, that would still happen and he would many times shoot around those tears, shoot the moments right before and right after. And, and then what you get is a different kind of, when you watch it, it's like an adrenaline trip, I think. for When I can separate from what we did and, and watch it and just be part of the audience, almost sometimes you feel like if you're watching a thriller, there is also a component of that, that is like an energy trip that happens because of the way he showed us around those moments of peaks of anxiety or a release of screaming or laughter or crying. He shoots around that, but... Those moments have to be there, but it's not the moments that, that he's editing, except the, the scenes where I confess and she and has to react to something so major. And I have to be able to say the words that maybe are going to mean that they're going to take from me what I love the most. So in, in those moments are there, but the problem is that we, were, we would have been crying the entire film. <laughs> so... He was so 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 that's why he's such an incredible director, no? Because sometimes directors can feel can feel tempted and they said in the editing room, us also as actresses, actors, can feel tempted to 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 transmit the emotions with that note. And it's not the most important one. For example, Janice is a woman that in her life cries much less than I cry. Anna cries less than Milena cry. I can guarantee you. <laughs> we are very similar in that way. And I think it's very wise, you know, for him to, to remind us, okay, that is yours, and that is not Janice, that is not Anna. Um, because there will always be a tendency, you know, for, for, for actresses and actors to do that, I think.
1: They were crying all the time. <laughs>
2: Okay, um, one one final quick note because we are out of time, but I feel like uh, we have to talk about uh, Milena because you have an incredible track record, Peter, of like discovering actors and creating incredible roles for them. So if you can say a little bit about this discovery of Milena and her incredible performance in this
1: film. Well, it's for me or for her? You can start. I, was, and then I, I thought that, that it was a question for Milena. You know, really I got that feeling uh, and for me it was very clear for example um, you know to be a director which is wonderful uh, being director is just that you are the first witness of something that is happening for the first time in front of the camera uh, when it happens a miracle and they are great uh, and I remember very well um, when I when I worked with Antonio Banderas for the first time for him. I mean, because his debut it was with me, and uh, we were just rehearsing just to make an audition. Only just walking, walking and looking to some place the way because I wanted just to see uh, his glance and his eyes. And you know, since the very beginnings, the very beginning, I knew that in that moment, and then it was 1981, that Antonio will become a big star. Uh, I didn't know in Hollywood because that was, I mean, the first time for one Spanish actor. But I mean, I I got, this is very specific feeling when you meet someone like that. And I have the same feeling when I met Milena Uh, during the rehearsals, and more when we were shooting. Because, I mean, uh, she has no technique. I mean, she's too young. This is the second movie she does. Um, So, and it's so much truth in the way she look at Penelope, the way of talking, uh, the way of being mad, or in love, or friendship, or that, you know, I, I recognize that very well, but I recognize that also, that in, in Penelope, and even not with me, Diaz, when, when I saw her in, his, in her first movie, Hamon Hamon, I mean, I, I knew that, I knew that, and that was very clear, and in Milena, I got also that feeling, and, and I hope, and I... <laughs>
2: Okay, Milena, any any last words from you about your experience working with Pedro?
5: Para mí, esta experiencia ha sido probablemente uno de los regalos más bonitos que, que me ha dado la vida. Um, yo, es mi segunda película. Um, no tengo mucha formación como actriz. Um, but I think this has been the master that in my So
3: this is really one of the greatest gifts that life has given me. Um, I don't have a big formation uh, as an actress, but I think this is the best master class I could have ever
2: taken. <laughs> all right, we're gonna have to wrap thank it up, you. but I, I wanna thank all of you for the film thank and you. for being thank with you. us tonight. Thank you so much.
1: And thank you for this beautiful audience. And don't forget to vote.